This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're with Melbourne's most lovable big gay voice, Dean Beck. If you want someone else, listen to Real Radio, bringing you the best news and views. You're with Dean Beck. Joy 94.9. Well, a long, well, seems like a long time ago, uh, I was privileged enough to be associated with putting together a little radio series called Inside X Gay The Naked Truth. That series was produced by Nathan Despot, who joins us on the line. Nathan, welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, Nathan and myself and a few other people have been constantly sort of prodding and pushing the ex-gay issue amongst uh, those that can make changes quickly. Uh, And it looks like there are changes afoot. Nathan, would you like to bring us up to date as to what the legislative framework looks like uh, that the Victorian Parliament is considering? Uh, yes, certainly, Dean. Um, it's, I wouldn't call it a, f- a framework. It's more of an initial first step um, in lieu of a, of a greater plan being developed, um, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm. But um, the, the state government has, um, for a while, been um, toying with the option of creating a position called the Health Complaints Commissioner, who will uh, have the power to investigate all um, activities that are... Well, you know, in, in layman's terms, you know, activities that are considered dodgy, such as ex-gay conversion therapy, but other sorts of alternative therapies that clearly are linked to harm or have been categorically proven to be um, ineffective. And this includes the uh, really the powers to investigate um, when a, a person, I guess, makes a, a complaint. Um, the important thing to note about this um, proposed legislation is that it will um, sort of bypass some of the concerns that were had during the initial discussions about how to confront ex-gay, um, which were based around this idea that counselling in Victoria or in Australia really is not a regulated profession. Um, so this will give the Commissioner the ability to investigate even unregulated practitioners, people that um, aren't psychologists, for example, who are regulated. Um, as we know that most of sort of ex-gay therapy, which is only a small part of the ex-gay movement, um, occurs in counselling rooms and it occurs in pastoral care environments and in small groups, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much underground. So this proposed legislation will um, create some um, ability for, for government to go and, and look underground to try and find where this stuff is happening. On a uh, consumer-type level, uh, that, that someone is providing a service that might be uh, dangerous or, or uh, a service that isn't, and on that basis this commissioner will have powers to make changes? I'm not quite sure of the details yet. The, uh, the details haven't really been announced, actually. Um, this is, it's off the, I might add, this is off the back of 
changes happening around the world and, and legislation being passed. And one of the things that I've been doing and also the Human Rights Law Centre and Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria and um, the Gender and Sexuality Commissioner, Ro Allen, and a bunch of us who are part of a steering committee at the moment to do some research and investigate the strategy. Um, we've been observing that the, the legislation in other countries and other places around the world um, is, is not really being effective at stopping ex-gay. Um, it's very good at sending a symbol to, you know, the respective country that um, ex-gay won't be tolerated and that, you know, those countries no longer support the idea that um, same-sex attraction is a disorder. Um, the problem is that the therapy is targeted on, you know, therapy to minors and young people under the age of 18. And as we know, most ex-gay doesn't happen in a regulated environment that that law would be able to... Um, create change in or have any sort of incursion into. So there's also been legislation or, you know, laws and legal findings in New Jersey and there's currently um, an investigation in New York um, to view ex-gay therapy as fraud and also to view ex-gay therapy as something that can't be claimed um, using your private health insurance. So there's a, you can see around the world there's these attempts to try and craft something that will address the problem of ex-gay, and it seems that most of these countries who are passing these laws, they're sort of not really hitting the mark, and I feel that what's happening here in Victoria actually has the potential to be one of the most effective examples of a regulatory and legislative responses that's happened anywhere in the world. So it's quite a positive development. But ultimately, the laws aren't going to change the issue, are they? Well, no, not really. I mean, one of the things that has been com coming out in media in the last little while, for example, in The Age, ABC, SBS, and a few other um, media agencies out there that are uh, sort of researching the ex-gay movement at the moment, what's coming out is that um, you know, ex-gay really is, is more an ideology, and this is something that you know, we pushed in the, in the radio show a couple of years ago, and that viewing ex-gay simply as a therapy is a bit of a distraction from the, the fact that this idea that being same-sex attracted is a disorder and that it can be changed or needs to be changed, that that's the real... The ideology is the real culprit. And if and your parents think that you are needing to be changed and your teachers think that you're needing to be changed and your pastor and your church leaders think that you're needing to be changed, then you end up thinking you need to be changed. Absolutely. And if you're a young person in that environment and you're part of a large faith community and that's your main centre of life, you know, um, it, you know, it's very hard to just break away from that. Um, you know, we talk about religious freedom and how people, you know, if they don't like how they're being treated in a, in a church, they can just leave. That's not the reality. And that's certainly, you know, a, a risk-based approach to dealing with the ex-gay movement tells us that, you know, this, this has so much harm and risk attached to it. And the people who are, you know, most harmed by the ex-gay movement, they're in a position where they can't just you know, exercise their freedom to leave the environment they're in. There are, there are so many other factors that hurt them. Um, We're speaking with Nathan Despot, who uh, produced the Inside X Gay series here at Joy, and also he's a member of the Human Rights Legal Centre's Facilitated Steering Committee regarding X Gay. Nathan, this message has come through on 0427 Joy 949. Uh, congratulations to the government for implementing this program change. There needs to be more stringent procedures to ensure professional standards are maintained. 
I'm not quite sure mm. we want professional standards in this space, do we? Well, I mean, okay, so the Australian Psychological Society has made a statement that, um, you know, it no long, it compl- actually it does not condone any attempts to change a person's sexuality and that if a person seeks um, psychological assistance regarding their same-sex attraction, then that the course of action that psychologists should follow um, is is to help the person understand why they're not content or why they're not happy or why they can't accept their... their Not that they need to fix what they are. Exactly. So there are professional standards that kind of already exist. It's sort of understood across medicine and psychology that this is an outdated idea. But the the last thing we need is professional gay changes. (laughs) That's true. That's true. We, we don't we don't need it. But the problem is that you know the ex gay ideology lives in in the in communities in faith communities. It's currently the only real ideology, the only real method that many evangelical churches have when they deal with same sex attracted people these days. You know, years ago it used to be easy. You know, a same sex attracted person joined a faith community. They said they were gay or lesbian, or and bi. they became a priest. Well. <laughs> Well, they either came a, became a priest or they were given the good old, you're a sinner, get out of here. These days, it's something more insidious. They get told, oh, welcome, we welcome you, but we don't affirm you. And what, what the stories are showing us is that what really leads people to suicide, what leads people to the most harm and the most awful mental health outcomes is is being in that environment for a prolonged period of time where you're welcomed but not affirmed. Because nothing ever be fits. Well... <laughs> In well. many ways, yes. And, and the problem there, I think, is that until that can be addressed through education, um, you know, legislation won't do that much. It will send a strong message, though. How do we send a strong message to the Australian Christian Lobby, who, frankly, are creating some of the greatest damage in this regard? Hmm. So the Australian Christian Lobby is an interesting group. Um, I think one of the, you know, to... To cut to the chase, I think one of the issues with um, the Australian Christian Lobby that we need to remember is that research that I read recently, I think out of the University of New South Wales um, from a couple of years ago, basically pointed out that the Australian Christian Lobby has very little impact on Australian voters' decisions at the ballot box. However, it does. the Australian Christian Lobby does have a way of affecting the votes of parliamentarians in Parliament when voting on legislation. And what this tells us is that our elected leaders have an illusion that the Australian Christian lobby speaks for Australian Christians. But I would say the Australian Christian lobby is not really Australian in that it has so much support and backing and ideological input from the far extreme right in the United States. And I wouldn't really say that they represent, in my opinion, Christian either, because the Australian Christian lobby holds values that are from a very, very tiny subset of the evangelical world, which is a tiny subset, the Protestant church, which is a relatively small subset of Christianity. Um, And pretty much most Christians I know, even evangelical Christians, say that the ACL um, doesn't speak for them. So I think that's an important thing to recognise when we talk about the ACL, that it's very much, you know, like the Wizard of Oz behind the, the curtain, you know. And I think what we need to do is reveal that the ACL really doesn't represent Australian Christians um, because the hatred and the ideology coming from the ACL is completely against what I understand to be 
the gospel message of Christianity, um, and, and this is a view that many, many evangelical theologians that I'm currently working with um, feel as well, that they don't support the Australian Christian lobby. And any theologian or Christian leader or pastor that currently speaks out against the ex-gay movement is getting bullied quite atrociously um, from within that tight fundamentalist world. So uh, it, it's a very dramatic situation at the moment. Well, all that aside, Nathan, if Play School end up putting two gay dads on uh, the introduction to their program, it's going to bring a whole new meaning to Big Ted and Little Ted, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you very much for joining us on the line today. Thanks, Dean. Bye. Nathan Despot, of course, producer of Inside X Gay, The Naked Truth. You can check that out at joy.org.au forward slash word for word or actually go to the Inside X Gay website, insidexgay.org.au. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.